Hi guys, my name is Nicole and welcome back to Sophisticated Mess. I just wanted to hop on here really quick before I get into today's episode because I recorded this about, mm, I would say like two and a half, maybe three weeks ago, and I was right in the middle of editing all of the footage from the first couple episodes, getting ready for them to launch and publishing them on Anchor and iTunes and Spotify and everything. And I was in a pretty low emotional state at the time of doing that just because I was so scared of what it was going to be like once it was actually released. And so that's kind of why I was struggling so much in this episode. Um, I just wanted to, you know, say that before we get into it because I'm doing a lot better now. I've since released the first three episodes. I've recorded, I think, two more, two or three more since then. And I really didn't have much to worry about. You know, I think it's normal to go through that uncertainty that I talk about in this episode. But sometimes we make things bigger in our heads than they really are. And I've received nothing but love and support from starting this podcast so I'm just super happy and I'm doing so much better now than I was at the time of filming this but I thought it was important to share because it is a part of the journey and there are going to be ups and downs I'm sure that that is not going to be the last so yeah I hope you enjoy today's topic I think it's really relevant to what a lot of people are going through especially with you know, coronavirus and quarantine hitting and people not really knowing where to take their life, especially if they lost their job. So I hope that this episode helps you in some way or is interesting or at least a little bit entertaining. And I'm sure I'll say it again in the actual episode, but please, please, please leave a review. It really helps me out and lets me know that you guys like the show. And that's how iTunes is going to see that I'm a new show and that it should recommend it to more people. So I would really, really appreciate it. And without further ado, let's just get into the episode. Okay. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining me again. I'm about to give you the best hack of your entire life. If you are like me and you love cold brew coffee, literally just wait two seconds because I'm about to blow your mind. So if you're watching the video, actually, that's really cool. So thank you for joining on YouTube. But I have my little coffee cup with me. I'm sure you can hear it, like, you know, moving around in the microphone. And I realized I was spending way too much money on cold brew coffee. In Austin, if you are familiar with the area, it's a very large city. And I mean, it's not a very large city. It but it is a city, there's a lot of people here. Uh, Things are expensive, um, to say the least. And even if you go to a chain like Starbucks, you know, coffee is expensive and they charge more for cold brew. So I went to Starbucks the other day and I paid $5 for a regular sized coffee, cold brew coffee, and it literally, physically pained me to give them my credit card when I heard the total because they don't tell you the total before you get to the window sometimes and I just had this realization like I spend so much money five dollars every day adds up a lot right and I don't get cold every day but I've been getting it a lot and so needless to say I needed to find an alternative which I did 
So I am actually trying to wean myself off of caffeine because it's the summertime still. And well, it's, it's about to not be technically summertime because we're about to go back into school. But since I wasn't in class, I wasn't really stressing out that much. I didn't have a need for caffeine. So like why drink it, right? So I started doing decaf instead. And my little hack is to actually take the instant decaf or regular, whatever you prefer, crystals and scoop out as much as you want. And then what I've been doing is putting it in a coffee mug, using my little hot water heater to just pour like maybe a fourth a cup of hot, hot water into that coffee mug to, you know, dissolve the crystals and then fill up the rest of the mug with cold water. And then I just, and then I put like my little like hazelnut vanilla syrup in there to give it some flavor. And then I just put it right in the freezer, which is so weird, right? But I mean, just hang with me. So when I, putting it in the freezer just makes it so cold. I'll leave it in there for like 15 minutes while I'm doing other things. And then I take it out, I pour it over ice and add my almond milk, mix it up. And it tastes just as good as the cold brew that I get from Starbucks. I mean, depending on how sweet you get it from Starbucks, I mean, that's, it might taste different, but I'm pretty low maintenance with my coffee. I like it to be almost unsweet. So I think it's great. I have it all the time, every day. I don't get the caffeine crash because I'm drinking decaf and I'm not spending a ton of money at all. So there's my little hack for you. Super easy. Save some money this year, kids, when you're stressing out and are drinking energy drinks and caffeine every single day but anyways let me just update you on a couple things that are going on and that have happened over the past week or so also if you're watching the video uh i never wear my hair like this i have it slicked back um behind my head which is that does not sound um great if you're just listening to the podcast but it's in like a really sleek bun kind of kardashian-esque and um i never really do that but i kind of like it i had so i had a few interesting experiences over the past couple days so i've been going to 24-hour fitness in the time since you know quarantine started and i had just this a really annoying experience and i'm gonna try and explain it right now because i'm at the mic but i did record a voice memo of it right after it happened because I was so heated about it. And I, if I don't like my explanation, if it's not as succinct as it was when I was in the car, I might just play that audio in, in the podcast. But the problem is it was over voice memos on my phone, so the quality isn't as great. So if you hear that version, then just know that I couldn't articulate it again well enough. But anyway, so I was working out like normal and usually i just like to get in and get out i mean with the restricted times in the gym it's kind of hard to you know mess around because you don't want to waste time you're only in there for an hour an hour and a half so i was in there doing my thing i don't really like to talk to a lot of people when i do go to the gym because it's just sorry i'm fixing my microphone so i can get a little more uh comfortable here but I don't really like to talk to people in the gym because I'm just doing my thing, like, whatever. I don't want to waste time talking to you when I could be working out, right? Okay, so I see this woman kind of talking to some other people in the gym, and I kind of made a little mental note of that. And then when I went to a machine that was next to hers, 
she immediately started talking to me. She was like, uh, oh, hi, how are you doing today? And, you know, this is like a whole thing, right? Like you got to take your headphones out. You're, you're like tangling it, like untangling it from your mask. Talking to someone is an effort because you're in the zone and you don't want to pause your music to like just say hello to someone who's next to you, okay? And so she says like, oh, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, good. How are you? And then she starts saying something about how she's from California and the gyms are, it's a shorter time there. They don't have as much access, yada, 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 whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then I quickly moved away because I was like, I don't want to talk to this person. Nothing against her. She seemed nice, but I was like, I just, you know, I'm not down to chat about our life story in the gym, right? Or make small talk. So I quickly move away and later, like maybe 30 minutes later, I see her talking with another girl and they started talking for a long time. So clearly, you know, something was going on. Like, why are you coming to the gym just to strike up conversation that's long enough to interrupt someone's sets and reps and stop them from working out? You know, it was just fishy. So I was like, oh, thank God I uh, dodged that bullet, right? And then <laughs> joke's on me because not 10 minutes later, I'm at a machine or like I'm actually... Um, at a seat at one of the seats where the dumbbells are because I'm doing shoulder presses and she walks like within one foot of me on my left side and like kind of waves her hand in front of my face and like at that point like obviously I don't want to be rude and just like completely ignore her because she can see clearly that I can see her right it's not I can't just turn my head away it's not like the mall when someone at the kiosk is like waving and frantically at you and it's like ma'am ma'am you know and you just like walk past like this person it's in close quarters in the gym like you know you can't just walk by so I took out my headphones and I was like uh-huh yeah and she said oh I just noticed like on your shirt you did the longhorn run and is like starts talking to me about running and then powerlifting and then crossfit and just all these things one on top of the other and i noticed that whenever i would say that i did something she would always have some type of story that matched it right like oh i used to do that too just trying to really relate like oh like we're the same like oh we have so much in common type of vernacular you know trying to make sure that she knew that i knew that oh like we're i'm friendly like i'm cool like we're interested in the same things Meanwhile, I can see like right through it and I'm just like waiting for this punchline and eventually she gets to it after Telling me like her life story about her job and like in California and how over the past 15 years she's had Oh, no over the past 12 years She's had 15 different jobs in California and how it's just so unstable there the market's so unstable So she moved down to Texas like her and her husband are trying to start this business and as she starts talking about this, I'm like, oh, okay, so now I can see, you know, where you're going with this. I just, she eventually gives me her pitch. Oh, you know, we're looking for great candidates to join us in our business. I think you, people like you are really going to excel. We're only going to pick five out of like the 20 people that we meet with. And why don't you just, you know, why don't we connect and I can speak to you more on it. And I'm like... You've got to be kidding me. Why, 
why are you doing this right now? Putting me in this uncomfortable position to like get my phone out as if we were having a meeting, like a business meeting. It just, it was so strange. And instead of, you know, automatically assuming she wanted my number, I said like, oh, do you have a business card or a Facebook page? And of course her answer was no. She kind of laughed and was like, uh, no, I'm in the gym. If you're gonna come in here guns blazing with your, you know, business spiel, I mean, you better have a card with you because I don't wanna give you my number. But clearly that was her angle. So she was like, why don't I just put my number in your phone? And I was like, you've gotta be fucking joking. Like, I don't wanna give you my phone. We're in a pandemic. I don't want you touching my phone. Like, I don't wanna like, but it happened because I didn't want to be rude and to be honest I'm the kind of person in the mall that will literally walk past someone who's trying to talk to me I will not engage. Maybe that's rude to you But I don't engage because I don't want to be roped in and I've been with people who get roped in really easily And I'm always like just don't engage don't engage and they won't talk to you, right? But I Couldn't avoid it in the situation. She was standing right in front of me and I was like I can't I don't want to be an asshole. So I gave her my phone so she can put her number in there and then she and then she says, "Oh, so text me so that I have your number." And then she stands there and waits for the text for me to send the text and for it to go through. And I was just like seething like inside meanwhile as I'm doing this. I'm like, "I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to be doing this." Like I should have said no. I could have said no, right? But it's just like ugh. You know the pressure of her being right there was just so much for me to handle and so she, as soon as i did that right she got what she wanted she's like okay and then she left she got what she wanted she no longer needed to engage me in a conversation and i looked up and realized i had wasted 15 minutes of my workout talking to this woman and it just made me so mad I had to skip one of my sets i was just so annoyed and then i went back out into my car and just ranted about it onto my voice memo and i might play some of that honestly because i don't feel like talking about it any longer so anyways that happened and another interesting thing that is a lot shorter of a story is i went to walmart the other day i was filling up my little water jug and getting some things and i see this guy walking around with a paper bag over his head and not like a you know i'm gonna take my school lunch in a brown paper bag paper bag this was like a large square department store looking paper bag so it was big enough to like cover his head and then some like a almost like a big block cube over his head and he had eye holes like circles cut out of it for his eyes and then like a little slit for his mouth I mean, that alone is creepy enough, right? But then on both the front and the back of the bag, he had in Sharpie, in black Sharpie written, you are being brainwashed on both sides, which immediately I was, what? That doesn't make sense. Like, why are you even wearing a mask if, if you think people are being brainwashed to wear a mask? Like, if anything, wear a t-shirt, you know, because then you're not playing into it. But whatever, I mean, that doesn't even matter. I just a thought that passed through my head, right? And so I immediately like backed away <laughs> physically and like mentally, I was like, I cannot, I do not wanna be anywhere near this dude. And I see in his hands, he's carrying scissors. I think it was rope 
and bags, trash bags. And I heard him asking an attendant like where he could find the rubbing alcohol. And the red flags just were like flying at this point as I heard this and saw everything. And I was like, oh my God, this guy is literally a serial killer <laughs> or some type of psychopath. Something clearly had to be a little wrong for you to be in that situation doing that, looking like that. Like, what, what are you doing? What are you trying to do? And so I pack up my things and quickly make my way to the front of the store and I see him doing his thing and then I hear other Walmart workers talking over their little walkie-talkie system over like the guy with the paper bag the guy with the paper bag and it, immediately I was like oh my god if they're on alert about it like I need to this is not for me nope need to leave so I got out of there quick but I just there are some crazy people out there so just be be careful I just thought that would be kind of an interesting story to share Anyways, in other news, um, I'm pretty sure we're like 15 minutes in and I haven't even gotten to the topic of this podcast, which is self-doubt. And to be honest, I don't really have a plan for this episode. I just have really been thinking about this a lot lately and wanted to kind of sit down and chat about it. And I thought it was appropriate because today is actually technically the first day of school for a lot of people at my college. I only have classes on Tuesday, Thursday, so it is Wednesday and I do not have classes, so it's kind of like an extra free day for me, but I thought it was just something interesting to talk about because with the start of a new school year, there's all this excitement and all this possibility, right? And right now, so much just isn't normal that I feel like a lot of people are just going through this roller coaster of emotions and I have definitely um, experienced that as well and one of those is self-doubt. It's, it's pretty interesting given what I'm doing right now because you know if you are seeing this that means that I have posted the videos prior to this which is a big step for me. This is now my fourth podcast episode that I'm recording. Actually, technically it's the fifth. I recorded an episode on my Enneagram results and I thought it was really interesting, but the problem was I did all this research beforehand and then I tried to film a video on it, but there was so much information that I was basically just reading off of my laptop it was I was so flustered there were so many breaks in between what I was saying I was talking so slowly that like editing it I had two hours of footage and I'm almost done with it but it's just like I didn't feel comfortable putting it out there because I didn't know if it would really be interesting I don't know if anyone is interested in that maybe I will eventually but to be honest I might just have to refilm it once I have more knowledge that's internalized versus on my computer but that being said, this is my fourth episode that I might actually release. And I am hesitating a lot about releasing the first three episodes. Right now I have not published them and they're just living on my laptop. They are finished, edited, cut, and ready to be uploaded to YouTube, to um, iTunes and Spotify and all of the podcast directories but there's just something holding me back and i know that it's just this self-doubt i consistently do this and i know that it's a pattern of behavior that i need to fix but i don't know how to overcome it sometimes it's like 
I get really, I get really, really excited about a project. I was so excited to start this podcast because I have a lot of things to say and I thought it would be really fun for me to be able to sit down and talk about it and talk with other people about things that we're going through because I feel like, you know, a lot of times we don't get to talk about the things we're struggling with, at least in a way that we might get help for it or that would be helpful to us. And I initially had all of this momentum built up around it because it was a new thing. I had never done it before. I was setting up a new lighting setup, a new filming setup. I got a new mic. You know, it's all the newness that's so exciting where everything is fun to try and learn and you're looking up videos and you're learning how to edit on GarageBand and you're learning how to, you know, make your podcast art and like all of the fun things that come along with it, right? Like all of the creative fun parts where you're designing aesthetics and you're figuring out what your name is, your brand is, all of that, you know, all of those things. I hate saying the word like personal brand, like that's just, it's kind of cringy, but anyways, You know, so that's the fun part. And that's what makes me really excited because I'm a really creative, artistic person. And when I get to learn new things, it really excites me. Because to be honest, I mean, learning things in school is one thing, but actually taking the time to learn it on your own because you're passionate about it, just it lights a fire underneath you like I can't explain. And so the past, I would say, two and a half to three weeks, I've just been really, really excited about it. I've been all about it. I'll get in these really frantic modes where I'll be filming a ton of stuff and I'll just be on a great routine. And then I'll notice, like I'm not, I just noticed today and yesterday and the day before that, that I'll hit this point where I just kind of slow down and I kind of fall off of it. And I start, I'm like, I like can physically and emotionally and mentally notice that I'm losing motivation. I'm literally annoyed with myself about it because I'm like, why? Why am I losing motivation? And it's what my theory is, it's because of self-doubt. In the beginning, you're so excited because you're not really thinking about the end result, publishing it and what people are gonna think. You're just like, I wanna do this. Like, this is exciting to me. This is my project. And you kind of throw all of your energy into it, you know, not thinking about what could what the consequences could be right and that's what i love to do but then as soon as i get to the point where it's it becomes real and i want to release it to the entire world or to really i don't care about the entire world it's literally just what my immediate family members and my close friends from high school are gonna think of me and that's when it really hits me and it starts to sink in. I get really nervous and I don't want to put it out there because I'm like, okay, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? Are they going to think it's weird? Are they going to think I'm weird? Are they not going to be interested in what I have to say? Or they're going to be ashamed of me because of the things that I say or how much I curse or the ideas that I have that I hadn't already shared with them. And it's just, it, that when it gets real, it, it really holds me back. That's why I haven't published what I've already done because I think that it's one thing to be underneath your, like to be living with your parents and to be a kid. And it's another thing to be an adult and to be your own person and to have your own ideas. 
when you kind of grow up being this, you know, really good child, someone who didn't really do anything wrong, never got into trouble, never brought, had problems with alcohol or drugs or like did any like crate. I was never like the kid who would sneak out. I didn't get bad grades. Like I got straight A's. Like I was literally like A plus golden child student. I could do no wrong type of thing. Uh, we are so proud of you for everything you do and the person you are. And it's really scary to think about releasing something that could potentially change the image that someone had of you previously. And not to say that I'm not still that person, that I don't still work hard and that I don't still have the same values, but you know, I I still don't even want to like curse in front of my parents because we were taught that you shouldn't curse. And it's like, I'm 21 years old. Like I can say any curse word that I want. Like I literally like am holding back from saying it on this camera just because I know that my parents could be listening and want to listen. And it's like, why? I'm, I'm an adult. I'm my own person. But it's just that like scary, vulnerable feeling of like, I am my own person now and I'm no longer living under your roof but the problem is that they still pay for my apartment and they you know I'm still under their insurance and like because I'm not financially free I still feel this like pressure to be this person and I don't want to let them down and I don't want to let my friends down I don't want to reveal who I am and make anyone disappointed and that's a really hard thing to come to terms with and I recognize that I'm privileged to still be able to even do that to be able to have parents that can support me and what I want to do but it's at the same time like it's hard to it's hard to be appreciative when you want to be able to make something of yourself and almost prove something to them and to the world really that you have value and that you are worth something and that you can make something of yourself without their help and wow this is getting very <laughs> so much is coming out i've been thinking about this so much lately um so i'm sorry if i waver a little bit and go off into the weeds but just in general it's this it's it's myself it's only myself that's holding me back i'm projecting all of these insecurities onto my work and it's preventing me from releasing it plain and simple i know that they're not gonna really think anything different of me when i release it and i guarantee you that no one's really gonna care about what i say and sure it might be the topic of a conversation for like one minute or so but it's like people have their own lives and they're not going to be worried about me i don't matter but it's just oh i mean i do matter but like i you know like i don't take up mental real estate in a lot of people's brains like i'm not that important right i don't think of myself in that high of a regard but it's just this this self-doubt that really i just have to get i i really have to get over it to be honest i think it's kind of a self-confidence issue as well i mean there's so much uncertainty around my school year and what i'm going to be doing with my life after this and i think that my confidence is down a little bit because of that i just am so uncertain about so many things in my life that 
I, I just worry that I'm not going to be taken seriously, especially with social media stuff too. I think it just, self-doubt really holds me back from being who I, I actually want to be on social media and posting frequently and, you know, doing funny things. And so actually, now that I'm thinking about it, um, a little backstory. So when I was younger, in like seventh grade, that was kind of a um, rough time for me, um, to say the least. I think that the end of sixth grade, I got glasses and I hated them. I hated them. I already knew that I didn't want glasses. I literally cried when I got them. And after that year, I moved into a new school. I was moving into a much bigger school. If you don't know, I came from a very small elementary school. I left sixth grade with literally 11 people in my class. It was just kind of a shock to move to a bigger school with a lot more people. And that's fine enough. I mean, I was in middle school, so that's kind of a rough time for everybody, but I just was really uncomfortable. I didn't really know how to act myself or fit in with all these new people. I was having issues, you know, being myself and not being made fun of because a lot of little things I would just get like picked on for little things that I did, like reading all the time or wearing my hair a certain way or being really clumsy and never knowing what to say, not knowing how to do makeup, like all of those things that, you know, middle school girls and boys love to just pick on. And like, I feel like I was really funny when I was younger and I would do really funny things and weird things and I would love to make jokes about myself. And it's that like self-deprecation that got people to laugh and I realized that oh like if I can just make fun of myself then other people will be fine with it too right and now I kind of learned to just in a way stop taking risks in terms of like my personality like I have a very subdued personality now I feel especially around new people like I don't like to be super loud or I don't try to be super quiet like I just kind of be nice and you know I I don't really tell a lot of jokes I'm afraid they're gonna come off weird or like offensive and even though like I have funny things to say sometimes they wouldn't always be received right and I just get like so nervous about how someone is going to interpret what I say so a lot of times I'll just you know not say it and I think that's kind of held me back from being my true self around other people and especially like online for at least for a while I think I'm getting a little bit better at it now but I think that's a lot of the reason why I liked photography because everything can be so meticulous and perfect and edited so that when you release it online on Instagram or wherever it's it's curated it's perfect and there's nothing out of place and there's no worry that it's going to be weird or whatever like it's if it looks nice and I think that's the mistake I've been making is that a lot of times before I post something I have to make sure it's perfect or I'll, I'll I won't post things because I'm like well I'm not 100% about how I look or how this is going to fit in with the rest of the images that I have and in reality it just stops me from posting on my stories it stops me from posting on my feed as much it stops me from posting on tiktok or 
on Twitter. I remember I could never really get into Twitter because I just like was so afraid that what I was what I was saying on my tweets would be weird. So I just stopped tweeting. I didn't use Twitter for five years. I just recently logged onto Twitter for the first time since I say five years. That's a long time. It's 2020 and I think the last time I was on Twitter was 2017. So like three years I would say. I just logged back into it and that's how long I hadn't done a single tweet. I hadn't even looked at Twitter and it's because for a long time I think I'm just really self-conscious and I just really doubt myself and that I'm even an interesting person that people would want to hear anything about. A lot of times I'll go to post something and I'll be like, "Mm," especially like on my stories, I'll try and post something and I'll look at it a second time and I'll be like, "Mm, that's kind of boring. Like I doubt anyone's really going to care. And so I just won't post anything. And I was talking with um, Cassie about this just the other day, because um, if you haven't seen Cassie was on my last podcast. Uh, She's one of my best friends and we talk all the time. She's amazing at social media because she just posts, she posts everything. She some, she just is always updating her story. She's got beautiful photos of herself, videos lifting and things like that. And I just am so bad at it in comparison. And I'm trying to take tips from her. And she's saying like, yeah, you don't have to have the perfect images. You know, iPhone, people relate more to iPhone images than they do with photography images. And unless you have a professional photography page where that's all your like everything is very consistent all photography then like that's a different story and people might follow you for that but in terms of just being someone who's relatable like you don't have to have everything perfect all the time I think that that's where I go wrong is that I just try way too hard to fit this image and to make sure everything looks good and trying to get past that is such a huge mental barrier because obviously it's it's like being vulnerable you know you're showing parts of yourselves that you may not have wanted to show before and I mean I I know that it's important and it's the only way that people are going to be able to know me and relate to me but at the same time it's just a little scary for me and honestly I think I've been doing a pretty good job of it lately I've been posting on my stories more I've actually been maintaining like a steady schedule with my blog page where I've been updating it with food photos with photos of myself and just having a lot of fun with it but it took me a long time I took photos of food for a whole summer last I think it was last summer I spent the entire time that I was at home making food photographing it and basically just storing the images on my computer like I didn't do anything with them I told myself that I wanted to release them throughout the school year but then I just didn't because I thought that I needed like a blog post and I needed it on Pinterest and I also needed it on Facebook I needed something to post for all these different platforms when really all I wanted to do was just show pictures of my food in really cool creative ways and so I finally just kind of like let go of some of those restraints and just started posting it as I felt like and updating my website as I felt like it and finally it's allowing me to post so much more frequently and I have all of these pictures to post because I literally spent almost three months photographing food just to start a food blog and I think it also ties back to what I said 
at the beginning where at that time I was so excited about food blogging and it was all I could think about and I was doing it almost every single day and then the real work started when I had to write blog posts and make Pinterest cards and do all that and I fell off of it and I never ended up posting it and it's because that excitement wore off all of that motivation I had, I had dumped all that energy into producing photos, but then I left nothing else to do the rest of it. And that's what I'm really trying to avoid. I realize that when the process is too complicated, I just shut down. And I'm like, I don't have the energy to invest my time in a really long project. I need to have a finite beginning and end to whatever it is I'm doing. And if it stretches out for more than a couple days, then like it just, it really drains me. So I realized that and I started making little changes and I feel like that's really helped me. And now it's just getting to the point where I can actually release what I've been working on. And it took me a long time to build up that confidence to start blogging about food and posting pictures about it but once I did it it became so much easier and people just know that that's a part of what I like to do and you know I don't have that many followers on that on that Instagram page but it's fun for me and I feel like I'm actually more active and creative on that than I am my personal page so in a way like even talking about this it's so crazy because I recognize that if I just if I just started posting and did it more often, then I'm going to get used to it. It's going to become normal. People are going to get over the initial, you know, shock, I guess you can say, of me starting something like a podcast and then they'll just accept it and move on with their life and the people who want to listen will and the people who won't won't and that's fine. But it's just getting there. It's just getting there that is so hard. It's just this mental hurdle. And like I said, being a senior, being that this is my last semester, it doesn't help. I feel like I've just been really worried about what I'm going to do with my life. And it's I'm just really doubting that I'm going to be able to carry through with this. I think that my past is really affecting me because I've I've been able, I've seen that I've done this. I've seen that I get really excited about something and then I won't be able to follow through. In my Enneagram episode, I talked about how I love to just start projects and then I won't finish them. And it is so bad. It is awful. I wish I I could finish them. I don't know why I don't maybe I just don't like to work. Maybe I'm just lazy. That is, that is it. But I think it's also the artist in me because I have done this for my entire life. I will start a drawing and then I won't finish it. I'll get to this point where I think it looks really good, but I'm afraid to continue it because I'm afraid that I'm going to ruin it. And I struggle with that because I'll leave I I literally there is a painting a watercolor painting at home I can literally see in my mind right now that is on my desk that I never finished I started at the beginning of quarantine I thought it started looking really good and then I got nervous and I put it away and I never started it again and I have so many sketchbooks with the same thing unfinished pictures and projects that I just never got back to 
I don't know if this is a me problem or if this is something that I can fix or that other people can relate to, but I'm really trying my hardest to stop doing that, especially with something like this that I really care about. I don't just want to get really excited in the beginning and then just let it die because I'm either A, not willing to put in the work, or B, too self-conscious to even release that work to the public. And it's really interesting to think about the art thing too because I actually, I was in AP art in high school. My senior year, I did this class. It was called, what I just said, AP Studio Art. And we had projects that we had to complete every single week. Like we had to complete three projects in three weeks. And that may not seem like much, but art projects are a lot of work. And I was taking photographs of my friends and then transferring that image, the image that I liked onto watercolor paper and then watercoloring them into like a fairy tale scene, like transforming whatever photograph they were in into like a Disney princess type landscape. And it was honestly the coolest thing I've ever done, but because I had specific deadlines and it was for a grade, that was the only time that I can remember in my life that I was able to finish artistic projects and I was proud of the work that I had done. And I did them on time, I did them well. I may have stayed up all night to do it, but I did it and got it done. And I couldn't leave it because I was like, I have to finish this, it's four grade, like I have to turn this in. Maybe I just really need deadlines. I think that's also why I'm hesitating to release these podcast episodes because I know that once I do, I will have to stick to a schedule because I don't want to be that person that starts a channel, starts a podcast, whatever, and releases like three to five, maybe even 10 episodes in a, in a row on a weekly basis and then can't stick to their schedule. I hate that. Oh, I hate it so much. And I hear other creative people talking about how it's so important to stay mentally in that zone. Like I heard Casey Neistat talk about it when he was saying that he was in that zone of the daily vlogs. Like you have to do a vlog every single day and you have to release it the next day. Like that is crazy. That is craziness. And even David Dobrik, when he was talking about doing three vlogs a week, like that is insanity. But when you're in that zone and you know that you have to do something, you just can't make excuses and you end up getting it done. But the problem is as soon as you let yourself go off that schedule, you'll never get it back. You'll never get it back because you've already made mental space in your brain where you've said, it's okay if I don't release this today. No one's going to care if I don't release it today. It's okay if I release it a day late, an hour late, two weeks late. And then it gets really easier from that point on to be late every single time. It's that slippery slope. It's like when you are doing really good on your cleanse or diet or whatever the heck you're doing and then you have one treat for the first time in like months and then you're like oh no this is not good because you remember how good that chocolate cake tastes and then you start getting that 
every single week, once a week, you're like, I gotta have that chocolate cake. And then it's like every night, oh, I gotta have something sweet. And then you realize after six or seven months, you're like, I'm right back where I started before I did that stupid cleanse. And you never could stick to a consistent habit. And it's so, honestly, oh my God, it's literally self-doubt. I'm doubting that I'm going to be able to keep up a schedule because I'm not confident in my ability to have (laughs) self-control and to work hard. And it's so ridiculous because all I have to do is just actually put in the work. But why am I lazy? Why am I not willing to do that? It's so, it's so crazy. Like, I swear, being in control of everything that you do is such a mental game because you really have to have so much control and so much willpower and internal motivation to be able to do what you want to do and actually carry through with it. That's why I admire so many people that are self-starters and that have built their business by themselves from the ground up because I I know how difficult it must have been to push through all of that doubt that comes with starting something that's your own. Especially when you've been doing it for a long time and you still don't see results. Lucky enough, I mean, I'm just getting started so I don't have those feelings yet. Like I know that for months and months and months, no one's gonna listen to this, right? And I tell myself that, oh, I'm in it for the long haul. This isn't just a short-term game for me. Like this is for, I'm willing to wait the year, two years, whatever it's gonna take for me to get there. And I tell myself that, right? But I don't know how I'm gonna feel when I'm that far down the line. And it's just keeping myself accountable that's really gonna make the difference. And that's why I just, I think it's, it's so, it's so difficult. But I think that it's something a lot of people are struggling with right now, especially with the rise of TikTok and how Instagram has just exploded since, I mean, really in the past three or four years. Everyone wants to be their own boss. Everyone wants to start their own thing. And it becomes really enticing when you see all these other people succeeding and you you want that validation that you could do something like that and you could be something like that. And knowing inside that you could be, but then having all this doubt seep in once you get started. Especially, it's I honestly, I feel it the most like when I'm editing something because in the moment it feels good but it's the after effects of sitting down and then having time to yourself to think about what you just did. And then you start contemplating all of these things that could happen as a result and you know what people are gonna say and how it's gonna be received. And that's when the tough part really starts. So honestly, I think I just needed to talk about this for a little bit to get it off my chest because it's really been weighing on me for the past I mean couple days but really anytime I start something and then I can't finish it it just reminds me of of why I keep ending up in these positions especially since I'm talking so much about social media with 
Cassie and some of her her friends lately. It just really makes me sad that I'm I'm the only reason that I'm not succeeding, if that makes sense, or that I'm not doing more. Like I'm the only one who's holding me back. And so I'm disappointed in myself, really, that I'm not doing more. And I don't know if I already mentioned this, but I think Cassie told me this tweet where it says, someone tweeted, social media has people thinking they're failures by the time that they're 23 years old. And I thought that is so true. And that is so sad, but it is so true. Like, I'm not even 22 yet. I'm only 21. And I feel like I am failing beyond belief. And you know what? I think it's because I grew up with such a good girl image. I got great grades. I thought I was going to an amazing school. I thought I was going to have such clear direction when I got here. And then I got into college. Things didn't work out the way I wanted them to. And here I am. And the path is very uncertain, much more uncertain than I thought it was going to be. I'm about to graduate and I still don't know what I'm going to end up doing. And yeah, what was I even saying? (laughs) I just, I think it doesn't help, right? It just, that image of being told that, oh my God, you're going to be so successful. Oh my God, you're so smart. Oh my God, you're so everything. Like hearing it from so many family members and friends and that's great and I love it and it makes me feel good in that moment having those compliments but it's also all this pressure all of this pressure to perform and to live up to these high expectations that other people have for me and it's like like I'm trying but at the same time like it's hard I don't want to feel like I have to rely on other people to get where I want to go, which I know is stupid because the most successful people in the world wouldn't be where they are if it weren't for people helping them along the way. But something in me just makes me feel like I have something to prove. I just want to be independent so badly. That's why I just need to get over this little insecurity kick i honestly i'm calling it self-doubt but really i think it's just insecurity that's what it is it's a different name for it but it's the same thing i just need to stop being insecure about what i'm doing that is all it is i just need to stop caring because that's when i'll actually be able to do what i want to do why do i care so much no one else is gonna care the only person i should care about caring is myself And if I don't care, then why does it matter? You know what I mean? I tell this to people all the time. I love to give advice. I'll tell people like, who cares what other people think? Just do it. And in some ways, I do live by that. I do embody that. But in a lot of ways, I also don't do that. And I need to actually take my own advice for once and just do what I want to do and stop doubting myself so much because other people believe in me and i'm like why do you believe in me so much like i don't even believe in me anyways this has been a lot um it's been a lot for me i'm sure it's been a lot for you if you've listened this far or watched this far but honestly i think that i've talked through some good things here i think i've made some good (laughs) 
realizations honestly it's like I think so much about everything that I do I overthink so much that I already know what it is that I need to fix like I know what's wrong with me and why I act this way and honestly it's just acting on those thoughts that is so difficult it's just taking my words and actually doing something with them I can think it all I want I know what the problem is it's just fixing it now I just have to do the work to fix it stop being lazy stop doubting yourself and just do it Nike has got it going on they know what's up just do it so on that note maybe I'm ending this really quickly and suddenly but I feel like I've been talking for so long and hopefully this was helpful to someone I feel like a lot of people are struggling right now with a lot of emotional things because quarantine has brought a lot of things into perspective understandably and with the start of the new school year I know it's rough some people are staying home and that can cause problems in relationships and there's just like a lot of uncertainty in the world a lot of things changing still and I hope this was relevant to what other people are going through in some capacity I don't know if you're as crazy as I am but you know if hearing me talk about self-doubt was helpful to you in some way then that's all that I wanted to accomplish so if anything I hope I was entertaining I will end it here, but I hope that you tune in for future episodes. I'm going to be talking with more friends from campus, hopefully, about some of their own personal stories and what they've learned since coming to college and becoming an adult. I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with, especially since, you know, you're in this period where you're trying to break out of your your shell from the way that your parents saw you and become your own person, and that's difficult, and it comes with a lot of doubt in in your abilities, and I think that's okay. I think it's just working through that and talking with other people about it and having a good support system around you of amazing people who encourage you and i'm so lucky that i do and they are really pushing me to get past this which i really want to do so yeah i'm gonna wrap it up thank you so much for listening if you've made it this far i really appreciate you i hope that you will make those little itunes stars shine really bright and leave a glowing review for me because that is going to help me out so much and if you want to please go subscribe to the youtube channel at the real nico on youtube that's where i'm posting the video versions of these if you would like to see my face and hang out with me in my bedroom and yeah i hope you had an amazing day i hope that you're excited for the new school year even though it is online so yeah i will see you guys in the next episode bye